Hey, Jenna. Yes, Steve. What do you call two spiders that just got married? Uh, do I want to know? Newlywebs. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Engage, a family gaming podcast. This is episode 188. Seven, one hundred eighty-seven guys. You gotta, you gotta forgive me. We recorded a million episodes during E3, but my name is Steven Dutzman. I am your host, and I am joined by a bevy of guests today. Our regular folks, Amanda, is busy breaking news on GamesDaily.biz. Big news. Everybody should go look. It's crazy. Um, and Linda is also busy. Um, so I have, uh, I have crazy guests. Um, hey! first. We have a returning guest, Anitra Smith from the Family Gamers. Hi there. And I have Brian and Darcy Zalewski, the stay-at-home Family Gamers. How are you? We're doing great. Good. Welcome aboard this crazy sailboat. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want to say, before I get too much farther into stuff, I have been a fan of you guys' content for a very long time. Um, you guys do YouTube, you do a lot of cool Facebook live stuff, Instagram. Um, I, so ever since I found you guys, I can't remember when it was like a random thing that got recommended to me. Um, and I've been a huge fan and I've wanted to get you guys on here. And so I'm finally glad to you that, that I, that I managed to just remember to ask while you were near your computers. <laughs> we're happy to be here. <laughs> so, um, for those of you listening, this is the official video game and board game podcast for EngagedFamilyGaming.com. EFG is a website where parents like myself and my co-hosts come together to make sure everyone has the information they need to get their family game on. Um, I've already told you who's joining me this week, um, and obviously this week we're going to be talking about board games, because Lord knows I talked about plenty of video games over the last week. Um, if you didn't catch our E3 footage, or footage, coverage rather, although there was footage, we did video, um, head on over to EngageFamilyGaming.com. The front page is literally full of interesting stuff, and we didn't talk about Cyberpunk 2077 for an entire week straight. Because that's a rated M video game. We talked about all sorts of other stuff. So um, if you want to find out about other stuff, you can check that out. Um, but this week is board games. And not only am I excited to like finally switch gears, but we're not just making stuff up. This is a big deal because Origins Game Fair just happened. And all three of you crazy people were there. Were. Yes, and, I'm still recovering a little bit. <laughs> and Darcy and Brian, you guys brought your kids. <laughs> yes, because we're that crazy. crazy. Like that. <laughs> That's madness. Um, it's on brand, though. It's, it, so. is on, it is truly on brand. <laughs> um, and I say that knowing full well that Anitra is like, but I, we bring our kids to PAX Unplugged. And I'm like, yeah, you guys are crazy then, too. <laughs> um, so let's talk about... Uh, before we talk about Origins, because that's going to be like the bulk of our topic today, what the experience was like, and also... Um, what the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, what some of the games were that you played. Cause I know just from listening, you guys played a bunch. Um, let's talk about you guys, uh, Darcy and Brian, you guys have been running stay at home family gamers for how long? About two years now. Two years, man. Doesn't, doesn't time fly? <laughs> I know. It seems like it's, it almost feels like forever though. <laughs> 
think I was just listen. Um, I've been running Engage Family Gaming for seven, um, and it feels like my entire life. Like I don't really remember a time when I didn't do it. Um, so I hear that. Um, I think I was on your I was on your two year anniversary stream when you guys were kind of talking about some of your favorite yeah. memories. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was so cool for me. Like, I love seeing content creators kind of celebrating their success. And you guys have done so much cool stuff in two years. Um, especially, and, and everything, you've learned so much. Um, what, here's my question. You could have done anything, obviously. Like, you guys are smart content creators. Content creation is very difficult. What made you want to cover board games? Well, actually, Brian and I used to cover a lot of World of Warcraft stuff because we used to play we that did. a lot pre pre kids. You guys yeah, were World of Warcraft people. Started like two thousand eight or nine. Okay, originally but, uh, just us two. Brief segue: Hoarder Alliance. Oh, this Horde. determines our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, I mean, I guess we're gonna have to we're gonna have to be fine. So I was Alliance, <laughs> but to be very specific, I just went wherever the dwarves did. So, like, yeah, if dwarves were horde, I would have gone, yeah. you know, like... I'd want to be, so... All right, so that's fair. Um, so don't judge me too harshly. I really just went where the dwarves did. Um, we, well, we can talk about World of Warcraft when the podcast is over. Um, <laughs> so, the, so you guys were doing World of Warcraft content creation, and then that faded... It right? faded, <laughs> yeah, when I got pregnant, because I wanted to talk about my pregnancy, so then I started a parenting blog. <laughs> okay. So we've and had that's that. still in existence, so like, right? You yes, still do that is. too. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so we have that one that's still running. And then a couple of years ago, we just, because we were doing so much more gaming with the kids, and we just, we felt like, you know, it'd be great to share this more with people. We have our friends that ask us for recommendations. And then we're kind of like, let's try it. Let's, let's, you know, let's focus on video and mm-hmm. go from there. Cool. And so from the day that you decided you were going to do this thing until the first piece of content went live, how long was it? Like, how did you do this like over a week because you're impetuous or did you overthink literally every pixel on your front page like I did? I feel like we really just like jumped in. I, I yeah, think pretty quick. It's probably been a month or so that we decided. I mean, obviously it's been talked about for a while, but I can do this and then we got it done and got some videos up. Sweet. I mean, the, the first videos were definitely more focused on video games, and we do still do some video game stuff, but then we found that our board game content was getting better views and things like that, and that's what we were getting asked about a whole lot more, so that's what we started focusing on more. Sure, sure. You know what? I had a similar experience. Um, you know, Engage Family Gaming was intended originally to be only about video games, and... Um, we had one person, uh, Kelly, she who needs no title, uh, a longtime uh, original podcast host, um, volunteered to do some writing, but would only do it about board games. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I figured it'd be like a once every couple of months we'd do a list or something. And they kind of blew up. And I was like, well, I guess we got to split the whole thing. Because, <laughs> um, man, I mean, th- there is a hunger for board game content out there, even today. Mm-hmm. As kind of saturated as that market is, and yeah, found out. yeah, right. How crazy is that? So the um, so where are you guys? You guys are in the you guys are in the center of the country, right? Yeah, we're outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 
Okay. Big Bucks fans, I'm guessing. No. Uh, I don't no. really watch a lot of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Okay, look, look, that's all I got. I just, I, I don't really, I don't really, I don't know who else is there. So, um, Packers. <laughs> Packers. <laughs> all right. Oh. Is the Packers the pack that yeah right all right that's fair all right so the Packers that's fair um I don't bring up sports ball very often on here usually I mean it as a joke um because most of my guests are like I don't do the sports balling but I'm like you live in Milwaukee like you gotta yeah it's pretty big yeah yeah you kind of like you at least know who they are um right. do you have a cheesehead hat anywhere in your house um, I don't think we do right now my oh, dad has one all right that's cool all right. So that you're one degree of separation from a cheesehead hat. That's good enough for yes. me. Yes. Um, that's good enough for me. So, um, the <laughs> so how long have you been doing the parenting blog? That's one thing that literally I just found out about because you really don't talk about. I'm like, I mean, because I've been so intent on watching your board game stuff, like I just didn't realize it until we were Facebook friends. And I was like, wait, you do this other thing? How long yes. have you been doing that? So Basically, I've had that. since you were pregnant. Yeah, since 2010. So it's celebrating nine years. Wow. Yeah. That's all. Awesome. I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, how is that going? Like, what's that? What What is that like being in the parenting blog space? Because the gaming blog space is a very specific kind of, you know, we're just a bunch of dorks. I'm guessing the parenting blog kind of exposes you to a different subset of content creators. It does. Um, I've kind of gone through this whole evolution, though, because when I first started doing it, you know, a lot of us didn't have ads. A lot of us didn't do sponsored content. And then, you know, I've over the years done a lot of sponsored content. I've had, you know, campaigns that have run for multiple months, things like that, and kind of seen how everything moves. It's different when you're like in the baby space, like blogging a lot about pregnancy, and then you kind of move into other stuff. And right now, I focus a lot on, like, kids' crafts, science activities, sure. you know, things like that. So, Because you do, the, yeah. you do the, the homeschooling, right? Is that, that... – No, I don't homeschool. You don't no. homeschool? Did I, mean... oh. I couldn't handle that with mine. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I don't know. Where, where did I – all right, I'm, maybe I'm just getting y'all confused with somebody else. Um, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do it either. Um, my kids would drive me insane. Also – I'm way too dumb to teach kids. That's why we have people that are really good at that. Like, people whose profession is to do that. What what happened, Anitra? Anitra's having some technical difficulties, but I'm sure she said something sassy about me. Yeah, I'm way too dumb to teach my kids, so I'm very lucky that there are some people that are nearby that are willing to help. Um... So, yeah, you know what, the, the, the thing that I'm finding now that I've been doing Engaged Family Gaming for as long as I have, and I'm sure you're kind of experiencing it, some of that on the parenting side, is, like, you know, like you said, your kids are getting older, so you're blogging about different stuff. And I'm running mm-hmm. into this a similar thing where it's like, I have a 13-year-old now, and he's looking at me like he watched most of the E3 press conferences with me, and he's like, yo, Dad, can I play that game? And I'm like, I, I, eventually... I play like yeah, so like we're watching the Watchdogs, like the Watchdogs thing, and he he texts me and he's like, "Hey, Dad, can I like, can I like play that game?" And I, and I said no because it's Watchdogs. But then I was, it just hit me like I'm really not gonna have much of a leg to stand on for that long. Like at what point, you know, like, and it's it's just an interesting thing where when I started doing this, it was seven years ago. He was seven. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like Skylanders are bust. You can play Skylanders, and it never. And I, I mean, I knew eventually he was going to be playing quote unquote big kid games, but like it never occurred to me that eventually I'd have to make the decision where it's like, well, that game's not that bad, you know. <laughs> and so it's it's been a. But then again, I have a six year old now who is just getting into things, and she like literally yelled at me when Nintendo delayed Animal Crossing. Like she got like <laughs> she got like real mad. He's all of us. I mean, I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we can all be I disappointed with to. Nintendo, <laughs> but like she yelled at me, like it was my fault. Because it is, of course. Oh yeah, I mean, because I know Nintendo. Um, listen, if I could control Nintendo, I would have gotten more of my E3 predictions right. So, yeah. So, what 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 has that experience been like? Right, like you started blogging about pregnancy, which blogging while pregnant has got to be a terrifying <laughs> experience for everyone around you. Did anyone try to edit you while you were right? <laughs> I mean, there were there were moments with uh, you know, like the private blogging groups and stuff. Like there were there were times where, you know, those high hormones were not a good place for me to be. But sure, <laughs> it is crazy. Like looking at you know, I I used to review cloth diapers, you Whoa. know, and then all right, and now at this point it's like my youngest is going into first grade. It's crazy. Yeah. That's, yeah, that is nuts. Okay, so like, <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a way different experience for me. Being like, all right, I'm let me review a door of the Explorer game, and now it's like, <laughs> do I really have to write about Watchdogs? Like, that's a very different going from cloth diapers to like check out this cool STEM experiment where we can teach right. them about where we can teach kids like blockchain. <laughs> very different. <laughs> Um, and this is just, just for the for our listeners getting a a, a, a a window into the lives of content creators who are just just trying to write about stuff we care about because it's not like this is our full time jobs. We're just trying to make it work, and it, we're trying to find the content. <laughs> so so you guys found yourself in at Origins. You guys went to Origins last year too, right? Or was it just one of you? Yes, we went. We the whole crew oh, went last. Whole year. crew. So this yeah. is your second year. Yeah. People so, knew us there this year. Well, I mean, yeah, people actually recognized us, which was like, it felt awesome, and it was a little weird at the same time. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, you've got a brand. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're, and you are, you know, smart and funny, and you make good content, so that's good. I would expect that people would recognize you. Let's talk about. So, I'm not going to ask why you would go to a board game convention. That's dumb, right? Everybody knows why. That's where <laughs> the content obvious, is. Right? Yeah, right? Because conventions are awesome. Um, you know, so, but here's the real thing. I'm interested. So, you went, do you went to Origins one year, did the whole mm-hmm. gambit, um, came home, and then you decided to go back. So, obviously, you didn't hate it. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of stuff did you guys learn, like, as a family going to a convention and kind of learning? between the two shows like what did you change to make it an easier experience well we went and added an extra day this year okay so we knew we were going to be attending for three days this year instead of trying to cram it all into two that made a big Mm -hmm. difference yeah we knew about things like critter care this time because going into it last time we didn't know that they had like on-site like daycare and things like that so that we could drop the kids off for a break. (laughs) Yeah, man. I wish more conventions had that. No kidding. It was so nice. And my kids actually asked for it. So how did it work? They like it. Everybody I knew there with kids was like, my kids just want to be in critical care all day. 
<laughs> that sounds awesome. Tell me, tell me about it. Like, what was it? Just a, a room with board games and a volunteer staff? Basically, I mean, they have like a. Um, I think it's Kitty Core. It's they're like a licensed like childcare, oh, and they are on site. They have like a big, big room, so there's plenty of space for the kids in there. There's lots of board games. There's crafts, which I mean, that got my daughter excited. She likes working on that kind of stuff too. And mm-hmm. yeah, they That's awesome. They could just like chill out there, and not have to be walking everywhere. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Was it <laughs> expensive? Like um, it costs. Well, no, it's 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 two generics an hour per kid, so that works out about four dollars an hour. Four dollars an hour per kid—that's amazing, dude. That's that's like robbery, man. You get (laughs) I need a babysitter in Connecticut, and I'm dropping twenty bucks an hour per kid, easy, (laughs) easy. Woof. Wow, that's I mean, all right, so super convenient. Um, and and your kids were actually happy, so that let you guys do your work, obviously. And, yes. and by work, I mean walk around, talk to people, and play board games. I'm sure you were miserable. <laughs> I know. It's the hardest work in the world to do. I mean, <laughs> but I don't want to make light of it. It's still hard. It's just fun. <laughs> it is still work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your legs I mean, are killing you. You're, yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, and the fact that you can't just – I mean, the hardest part for me is I just want to chat people up. Like I just love mm. just, just BSing with people. As you can imagine, and but you gotta move on, right? Um, but you gotta move on because number one, you're being rude if you talk to him for too long, right? Um, and then you gotta go look at more stuff because you know if you mm-hmm. miss a booth, you miss some games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so you learn so you focused more on critter care because you knew it was there. You were there for an extra day. That's obviously a big deal. What other kind of changes did you guys make? Uh, last year we drove. This year oh. we flew. <laughs> oh, listen. Wow. Did so, you have any trouble getting out? Because I did. And a lot of other people did too. Like when it was all over. We went oh, really no. early Sunday. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Oh, there was a travel problem? I, you know what? I saw a couple people get stuck. How long How long did it take you to get home, Anitra? Uh, I was supposed to get on a plane at uh, 11 a.m. on Monday. I finally actually got on a plane at 5.30. So I got home at like 9.30 at night. When I I had intended to be home by like 2. I guess we did it right then. You know, see my kids. (laughs) Yeah, that's rough. Um, I I mean, I get that. At least you didn't have to go on like the red eye. That's how how we got home from L.A. And I'm so like not going to L.A. was worth it. Just just to avoid that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, man, how, how big is origins? I've never been. So I don't know if it compared to anything. I really have been to anything big. Anitra. I, I, I can compare because I've been to PAX Unplugged. Um, it was, it was bigger than PAX Unplugged. All right. It, it didn't really feel bigger than PAX Unplugged, um, because it wasn't really well laid out. It wasn't quite as well organized as PAX Unplugged even though they've been doing it a lot longer. Uh, like, each individual piece is pretty well organized, but it seems like there's no there's no sort of overarching thing connecting everybody and everybody communicating. So um, I don't have exact numbers, but, yeah, it, it felt similar to PAX Unplugged to me. 
a lot of exhibitors, a lot of uh, panels, and tons, tons of uh, game time that you could register for in advance, both board games, tabletop RPGs, yeah. uh, LARPing, you name it. They had they LARPing died. there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were looking mm-hmm. for the family one, but we missed the time. We just couldn't do it. I mean, I think they were too young. Oh. Yeah, they don't want little, little kids whacking people with foam swords. That... Oh, no, they were in the arena. They were hitting each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But... Origins <laughs> arena. But that was separate from oh, that was separate. from the other LARPing experience. So. Listen, I can't let like, my kids like near my weapons. Yeah, I can't let my kids near my weapons. I just get hurt. Uh, I'll tell you, it, it shocked me uh, about two years ago now when our youngest was three. I looked at him like, you somehow instinctively know how to pull your blows. Too yeah. bad your older brother and sister still haven't learned that. <laughs> yeah, my kids, I, I'm sure they know how. They just refuse. Sure. Well, it's, it's more fun that way. All right, so enough about – so I'm still sh- shocked that there – I mean, I guess I shouldn't be shocked that there was LARPing there. I, just, I think that's kind of fun. Um, but so let's talk about the games you guys play because I think this is probably the, the – you know, people can listen to us talk about conventions anytime. But now it's time to, like, get hype. Because you guys, from what I see, like, I mean, you guys did your, Darcy and Brian, you guys did your wrap-up video um, that you posted over the last couple of days. Um, and so you guys obviously came home with some games. I saw your haul. I was very jealous. <laughs> so many games. <laughs> three carry-ons dedicated to games. Like, that's yeah. all that was in three of our carry-ons. <laughs> that's amazing. I flew with carry-ons only, so I... I actually on uh, on Sunday afternoon I packed up a box, walked to uh, a couple of blocks over to the FedEx Kinkos, and shipped it home. I almost thought of doing that. <laughs> we were it's, able to get it all in. It's cheaper than check luggage. That's all I'm gonna say. Um. So I was super jealous. Um. Because. Uh, I I rarely come home with big hauls like that. I think part of it's because I I don't really ask for a lot. I should learn from you guys. Um, so the <coughs> excuse me. Um, so let's talk about some of the games that you guys really enjoyed. Um, Anitra. Yes. Before your computer explodes again, tell me. I'm a good game now. It's not going to explode. Pl- oh, you're good. All right. Well, yeah. still, tell me a game that you played. Oh, I think one of my favorites was Draftosaurus. What? Yes. <laughs> it is exactly what it sounds like. You draft little tiny dinosaur meeples and place them on your board. So you're handing cool. like a handful of dinosaur meeples to the person next to you. Okay. It was so awesome. is it out of, are you drafting like out of a bag? Yeah. Or is it, all right. You, you pick a hand of a, a hand of six little meeples. Everybody does, and then everybody picks out one and passes the remaining five meeples to the left. Uh, it was really neat. I mean, obvious comparisons to Sushi Go because it was quick and it was cute. Uh, but the decisions that you made felt like they they had more weight to them because your little board has uh, seven different places you can put dinosaurs. So you start strategizing which which dinosaur you want to put where and how many of which dinosaur you think are you know coming down the line. Can we just appreciate for the fact, my dear listener, 
that Anitra just said, your board has seven different places that you can put dinosaurs. And she didn't, that wasn't a joke. That wasn't, legit, there's seven different places you can put dinosaurs. We live in a magical age, Brian. You know what I mean? Like, just, just, I mean, I don't know if you were a dinosaur kid when you were like, you know, but like, they didn't have cool dinosaur games like this. No, um, not if they least. did, no. I probably still wouldn't be a paleontologist because I'm, I'm too stupid. But, um, you know, I'd at least have thought about it. You know, Darcy? Oh, yes. Okay, so you played Draftus. And also, Draftosaurus is just such a... It's such a stupid name, but it works. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a cutesy name, but it tells you exactly what you're doing. Yeah. No, it really does. Mm-hmm. Exactly what it is. Oh, man. I love it. It so... sold out within an hour. Really? Oh, yeah. They, they, had a limited, they had a limited collection. I think the full the full set's coming out at Gen Con. Um, I think that's what I heard. So they had like 20 copies, and it was yeah. it was all sold out within the first hour on Thursday morning. What was the, what was the price on that one? Uh, it was either twenty or twenty-five bucks. Oh, I mean, all right. So, cute game, dinosaurs, twenty twenty-five dollars. It's big. Oh, and it plays in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, that that's yeah. destined to be gone within seconds. Yeah. Um, were the dinosaur meeples cute? Were are you know yeah. what I'm? I gotta look at board yeah. game geek. You do. Yeah, they're, they're totally cute. They're real cute, brightly colored. They're. I mean, they are dinosaur meeples. They're exactly what you would expect. Did uh, did you guys get to play it, Brian and Darcy? Or? Yeah, the, the first one yeah. we walked into, and so I think it's why it was so popular because it was right there when you walked into that one room. Oh yeah, yeah. One of the um, so one of the rooms that was open like I don't know six to ten p.m. or something like that. It was open longer than the exhibit hall, and oh, this, okay. this was right in the front. Come demo Draftosaurus. All right. Um. Yeah, those are real cute. Wow, my dear listeners, these are really cute dinosaurs. Oh, and they got like a pink one and a little stegosaurus. Wow. Was this kickstarted? I don't think so. Wow. Doesn't, doesn't look like it would have needed remember. to be. Somebody would have just had to publish this. I'm a fan. Um, I can't wait until it is available and I can snag a copy because that looks fun as all get out um yeah same here because i didn't get a copy so yeah well they only have like 20 of them so man yeah you know what i heard i mean a lot of folks were talking about it on the uh you know on various facebook groups and stuff but it now that you you definitely sold me on it so that is draftosaurus i'm sure it's getting on its way to a second printing now um if you know, if it even need one needs one, Brian, tell me a game that you played that you uh, uh, kind of enjoyed. We also, yeah, we got to play a full when, when the kids were in critter care. We got to play a full game of Deadly Doodles, which we oh, really that was, liked. That was nice. The there were so games. many roll and rights. Yes, I was like roll and rights everywhere. <laughs> That's great if you like them. <laughs> um, so tell me about Deadly Doodles. What's what, what's the whole point of that game? Uh, you're trying to uh, make your way through a dungeon, you get loot and kill monsters, and you know, it's based on the, the catch. So, okay. You know, depending on what cards you get, it'd be really difficult to, to get where you need to go without, you know, 
hitting a wall or whatever. Okay. And, and you played this one. Yeah. And you played this one too, Anitra. I did. Um, it was really neat because there's there's a point when you're flipping over the cards that this one comes out that's a trap. And if you're not already keeping your board secret, uh, at that point you need to keep it secret. Decide where you're going to place the trap on the board. And then you play the rest of the game, you know, not being able to see each other's boards. And at the end, you find out if the people you're playing against ran through the square that you placed a trap in. Or if you ran through the one, the traps that they placed on their boards. That's kind of neat. So are you guys like cat burglars? Is that the, is that the shtick? Is this like a... Oh, okay. Um, with like fantasy elements or... I mean, for, I mean, the art was very basic, but yeah, it's like dragon. There's a dragon in there, and the, the artwork yeah. is very Munchkin esque. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, I that makes sense. Cool, cool. And that one, did that did that premiere at Origins? It sold out. Oh. As well, yeah, we didn't no. get to get a copy of it. Well, yeah, I mean, that one took a little longer to sell out, but not much. I, mean, I yeah. guess it's kind of fair. I mean, you guys, it looks like you guys got a copy of just about everything else, so. You know. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> okay, I kind of dig it. So you got the, so the, the different pads. Are you whitening on those with, uh, with uh, dry erase or? Yeah. Oh, how cool is that? Oh, and it's from Steve Jackson Games. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the art looks like Munchkin. Oh, so it must be the same that's person. That's kind of their brand. Yeah. Goofy art. Well, that's cool. All right, so we got Draftosaurus. Deadly Doodles. You guys are making me jealous more, like, by the minute. Because um, I didn't get to play any of these cool games. Um, what, uh, so, Darcy, what's mm-hmm. a game that kind of uh, caught you off guard? Caught me off guard? Yeah. Hmm. What, what, did you, what, what did you like that you didn't expect to? Well, see, that's tough, because pretty much everything I expected like I did. <laughs> Okay, well then, if then just just pick one at random. Then here I am trying to be a Trixie interviewer, and I should just be like, tell me, tell me about game. Give me all the games. Um, one of them that we played a few rounds of was Roll for Adventure from Thames okay. and Cosmos. Okay. And I'm. I'll be honest, I'm not sure if we were playing it entirely correctly after <laughs> they showed us how to play, and then okay. he was helping someone else, but we were still having fun. <laughs> Great. Um, but th- it's a cooperative game, and you're having to roll dice, and you're, like, having to, you know, draft the dice into certain places to unlock getting these gems, and you have to fight some monsters that come out and try to eat your dice, but it, it was fun. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking at this. You know, I think I saw this at Toy Fair, but they didn't have a prototype out. All they had was the box, which obviously ah. didn't really <laughs> didn't really help all that much. I remember the box though. It was just the, the, you know. I'm pretty sure it's a Gen Con release because they didn't have them for sale, so that's yeah, why I didn't no. come home with one. Oh. <laughs> I, I talked to the guy at Cosmos. He said 35 bucks releasing a Gen Con. Yeah, so it's a good awesome. price for it too. Awesome, yeah, 35, 35 bucks, a whole bunch of dice. The art is kind of cool. I kind of dig mm-hmm. some of the, the different critters. Um, what's this weird skull thing that's showing up in a lot of the key art? It's like this weird, like, creepy Day of the Dead-looking skull. 
That's probably for when the monsters attack that section and you don't have dice for them to eat. Then it's kind of like taking the health away from that area. Oh. Right, yeah, that'll that'll skull. Yeah, that skull thing was gross. Um, I mean, it was cool. (laughs) Maybe gross is the wrong word, but that's weird. Um, if you so, I'm on Board Game Geek looking at the board. The board kind of looks like a trouble board. Looks like if you, I don't know why. It's just the same shape. I, it, it, I'm just being dumb. Um, <laughs> it did not remind me of trouble at all. <laughs> all right, well no. that's good. That would have been a very different experience. <laughs> um, so that's a challenge. Anybody listening, design an upgrade to trouble. Make it make it entertaining because yeah, because you got a long way to go. Someone's um, gonna do it. Anitra. Now, somebody can. I mean, there's way smarter people than me out there. Um, and so, Anitra, tell me about another game you played. All right. I have one that super surprised me. Uh, okay. So I'll tell you about that one. It's called Shobu from Smirk, Smirk and Dagger or Smirk and Laughter. Shobu. Shobu. S-H-O-B-U. You know what? Didn't I think I saw... I think if you follow, saw... you follow my Facebook, I've been posting all over about it because it surprised me so much. Okay. So yeah. it's, a, it's an abstract game, two players. You've got these four little boards um, between, between the two of you. And one player is white, one player is back, black. And literally you're just moving stones on the boards to knock each other's stones off. It's the mechanics of how the movement works that makes it one of those games that you sit there, you stare at the board intently, nobody says anything, and then it's you like move move one space, and everybody's like, ooh, oh. Um, it shocked me because I didn't expect it to be anywhere near as good as it is. Um, there's these rules about you make a passive move somewhere on the two boards that are on your half, of the table. Yep. And then you mirror that move. Um, if you, you know, if you did your passive move on the left side, you're going to mirror that move on one of the two boards on the right side, you know, and vice versa. So like your passive yeah. move is somewhere completely open. You're not running into anything. You're not, you know, not really doing anything except maybe setting up some defensive moves, but then you do that exact same move on the other side. And then it's an aggressive move. You can use it to knock your opponent's pieces off the board. Huh. And the goal is to be the last color standing on any one of the four boards. Okay. All right. What's with the there's a so there's four tiles. What's with the rope? The rope just just shows the difference between like my half, your half. Cool. Cool. Your your passive cool. move has to be on your own half. Okay. All right. Um, you know, my middle son loves abstract games. He's um you know, these kinds of uh, experiences, a, a huge fan. Um, so I think I might have to grab this one. Is it available? It is. Yeah. Okay. I might have to. Might have to pick that one up because uh, the middle guy absolutely loves that. Did you guys get a chance to play Shobu, Darcy no. Brown? No. No, I don't remember that one. I wouldn't have even given it a second look, except the first night I was there, a friend of mine was like, "Hey, have you seen this game? You got to play it." And then the next the next day, I went over to Smirk and Dagger. I was like, "Tell me about this game. Where did it come from? How did this happen?" How did this happen? Gems are always fun, right? Yeah. All right. So it's not out yet. Is this a Gen Con release too? Uh, that's a good question. Pretty I don't know. <laughs> 
Yeah, the really good stuff, they show it to you, tease it, and then it comes out at Gen Con. <laughs> well, that's because Gen Con's just a big old shopping mall. That's um, true. Did you, yeah. I mean, what, do you, um, did you notice that there were a lot of people, you know, kind of doing a whole bunch of shopping at Origins? Like, did you feel, did you get the feeling that this was a, a shopping experience for folks that maybe don't get to go to Gen Con, or was this kind of... I mean, we did a lot of shopping. I know I saw other people shopping. Stuff was selling out. Um, I mean, I I think it's mostly people who aren't going to make it to Gen Con like us. Yeah. You know, like you come to Origins and then you do your shopping of what you can there. I think so, too. I mean, I I have a lot of publisher friends at this point, and nearly every publisher that I talked to who was there sold out of something. A lot of them sold out or came close to selling out of everything they had. So there was a lot of shopping going on. Wow. Well, that's, I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's Shobu. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to take a look at this one. Um, I'm pretty hyped. I mean, man, you guys haven't really shown me any bad games yet. Um, Um, not like you're going to, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Everything looks so cool. That I mean, this is this is what's great about this time of year for board games, right? Like yes. Origins, Gen Con, like it's just nonstop hype from the beginning to end. Um, and I'm just coming off of, even before E3, coming off of doing my preview for Dungeon Drop, and just everything is just crazy. This whole world is just nuts. So, um, Brian, tell me about another game that you played. Let me think of what I played. Um, we did get a we didn't play a whole game, but we got a quick. Uh, overview of Sorcerer. Oh, from, from uh, White Wizard. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that one looks uh, interesting. I mean, if you like hero realms and stuff like that, it's kind of a, a little more complex than that. But yeah, sure. show us a quick overview of it. And it's very, very beautiful art and everything. And it's, it seems like it, it could be very, um, the way that the decks work, it's lots of combinations. So it's never like the same. So you're not going to get bored of the same character or whatever. So um, we obviously need to play more to get a better review of it. But uh, yeah, it looks really looks really good. Like that kind of you know card based battling and whatever. Sure, and, I mean White that. Wizard, they definitely know how to do that thing. Yep, mm-hmm. that's kind of their jam. Um, and it looks like I think I saw that co- that game in your pile of I don't want to call is. it your pile of shame, <laughs> your pile of victory. Yes, it is definitely in our pile. <laughs> are, are you, so are you guys card combat people? Is this a is this like an on-brand thing for you guys? We never were, but then we played Hero Realms and we kind of liked it, so we we're trying more of them. Sure. Yeah, Man, what, like that what? was our big surprise last year for us. With like Hero we got Realms? Hero Realms, yeah, and because like we didn't really play a whole lot of like deck-building games, and then okay. we started playing it last year, and that's like one of our most played games. Like we love deck-building games now. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, deck building games are great. Once you get used to them, I think. Do, do you guys find that you have have it an easier time or a more difficult time teaching deck builders? I can't teach a deck builder for the life of me, and I think I they're like, easy. I just can't. I feel like it. I feel like I do a good job because our friends also love Hero Realms, and they went out and bought Star Realms after mm-hmm. playing Hero Realms with us. Okay. I feel right. like we can teach it pretty well. Well, I mean, I knew you guys were smarter than me, so that works out. <laughs> it's just, I, I, for the life of me, I can't teach how to play a, a, a deck builder. It's the I'm not a great teacher either, so she really does all the teaching. Yeah, well, you know. Fair enough. Maybe maybe it's just a dude thing. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so, 
Um, Darcy. Tell yes. me about a game. Tell me about another game you played. You played more games. Okay, so actually, this one did surprise me. I didn't know anything about this one before I got there, but I don't typically like press your luck games. Okay. And I played Epic Monster Tea Party oh. from Playco. Okay. <laughs> and it's it's actually really cute, and it was kind of fun. Like I could see it definitely being fun with the kids, and okay. as like a really light game with with other adults too. Um, you have, you know, like a little card that has a character on it. Like I had one with a dragon on it and they have a, a teacup and then you're drafting these little meeples out of a pouch and they go into your tea and they have different abilities okay. and you can either keep them and try to accumulate points or you can squish them. They, they're not actually like soft, but you like, they you're say squish it. And then yeah. you like, you know, then that's you use that ability. Like I made him spill the characters out of his tea and things like that. So it was okay. actually, you know, it was cute, and it was. I actually meant to go back and get it, <laughs> and we did not. It's not in my pile. <laughs> it's a little okay. So this is one of those things, and I think we deal with this a lot with kids' games. Is like this theme is really dark. <laughs> for such yeah. an adorable game. Like, yeah. like this dude, this game is about straight up eating people. <laughs> they, you know, they're kind of like, they're, they make great marshmallows. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, I would make a great marshmallow. Um, but the, I mean, I'm so I'm looking at this game. It's got like the, the I'm looking at the cover. So it looks like this was a, this must be a reprint that you guys were uh, messing around with. Um, the, the the art from it, it looks like it was originally released in 2014 I'm looking at the art and it looks like it's got kind of a where the wild things are kind of monster on the cover and mm-hmm. like these cute chibi little adventurers that are like stuck in the tea like it's super adorable but at the same time I'm like that monster's gonna eat those people yes you know? like, <laughs> and, and, because, and it's a kids game so they kind of just get away with it because you know you can be cute <laughs> Um, so Anitra, I'm just going around yeah. the circle in case y'all haven't noticed. Yeah. Uh, Cause I did, did not play any games at origins. So I'm just kind of reacting. Anitra, what else did you play? All right. Well, I'm going to give you another one that, that your family in particular is going to love Steven. Okay. Uh, All right. It's, it's called smash city. Okay. Uh, I'm loving it already. It's from Wiz kids. You are a kaiju, you know, a giant monster. Um, and you're does. battling other giant kaiju. Sure. Um, by basically throwing these big foam dice cube things uh, at the other cubes on the board and at the buildings. Because hitting buildings and knocking them over um, will help you and hurt your enemies. How do you know my family so well? <laughs> um, this looks awesome. So you're just chucking these big old dice around? You're chucking these big old dice. The The key is that they, when it lands, it has to stay on the board or you get nothing. Oh. Oh, so you're, you got to control it. I don't you, know if I can There's got to be some control there. Okay. Um, but because they're dice, each side represents a different ability that your monster has. And they have numbers on them that tell how much damage you can do. And you basically, like, anything, any other monster you have line of sight to, you can choose to damage them, or 
you can probably see in the pictures there's like cars and armies and tanks and stuff. Um, you can the armies and tanks all represent, you know, troops coming to try to kill you because um, you're a giant monster destroying the city like you do. Yeah, as uh, one does, yes. <laughs> so you can you can always decide whether you're going to try to attack one of the other kaiju. You know, hopefully bringing them down to zero health so that you're the last one standing. Um, or if you're going to attack the you know the armies that are around you. Um, among other things, one of the thing one of the extra things that you can do is pick up the little cars, which are just printed on cardboard punchouts, and throw them onto the board hoping to hit monsters and buildings once again and do even more damage. Yeah, I think I might have to pick this one up. I told you, Steven. This... My family would not like this, but yours definitely would. Yeah. I mean, I, don't, I wonder what that means. Like, like I, you are right. But I wonder what that says about my family. You know? Like, is it like, I get it. And I not only do I appreciate it, but I believe that it is fully correct. I just don't know what it says. You know what I'm saying, Darcy and Brian? Like, yep. is she trying to say something? I mean, whatever she's saying, it's true. Because we would absolutely love chucking this dice and trying to knock on the buildings. I, like I mean, it says that you have older children than mine, and they don't mind just being completely cutthroat and awful to each other. Oh, no, we definitely like to, to yeah. <laughs> within within a game, my my kids have a really hard time with that. So I played this, and I was like, "This is a great game and a terrible fit for my family." So thanks for showing it to me. Goodbye. So we do a lot of gaming with my mom, and she is like the anti-competitive gamer. So like, she tries to make everything a cooperative game. So, like, so for her, like Ticket to Ride is like a hundred percent a cooperative experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so she decided to come with me to an event that happened to be a Transformers the the CCG like event. And okay. so she was gonna get taught how to play this game, and so she sat down and it just like I never told her that it was a two player like card combat game like I it's just never and then so she sat down at, up against my oldest and like the realization while he was explaining because the guy was explaining the game to all of us and like it slowly dawned on her over the end of it that like this wasn't a cooperative experience like she I, she somehow expected that it, like the Transformers were all gonna be super friends and um and I was like I don't know man like the guns I, didn't they didn't clue you in. Um, and so she had to, she realized that I was like, mom, I'm just going to tell you, this is not a cooperative game. This is a one-on-one -on -one heads up card game. Um, and she, I think she felt betrayed. I think she did. Whereas in my, the rest of us, um, I'll take, I'll just tear my whole family apart in a board game or a yeah. video game Yeah. and vice versa. Um, right. I, I mean, I'm just saying, um, you should see us when we play Smash. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Oh, uh, that was my son who was down here. Um, he is in trouble, so he gets to hang out with me um, rather than keep his brother awake upstairs. So that's Smash City from Wiz Kids. Man, mm -hmm. that game looks so good. Like, how do the dice feel? That's my real thing. Like, they they're are foam. They're foam, but they're a very stiff foam. 
Um, so it's they're mostly foam to, to keep you from chucking them at e- each other and, and hurting each other. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, man. Um, I definitely see that happen- happening if this game got heated. <laughs> I'm just going to whip a die at my brother's head or something. Just... <laughs> Um, yeah. I mean, I probably would. I probably would. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm digging that. So, Brian, how about let's do one more. Brian, what what other uh, game did you get a chance to play? Um, I know we sat down with the kids and played SOS Dino from Yellow Games. Okay. Oh, that's so good. Which I guess, to me, it, it felt like sort of, I mean, he kind of, he didn't see it explain like that, but, you know, sort of like you against the game co-op trying to, to save the eggs, the dinos, and lavas, little, like, little volcanoes, and, and every every turn, you, you know, pull the lava out, and it starts to spread, and you, it changes the board. So you try to get around. I mean, we lost easily, like, quickly lost, but, you know, sort of that pandemic sort of thing where it's, you got to race against time, you know, cooperative sort of thing. But it's cute little dinos, and meteors fall, and we lost one dino. I have to get, get burned in lava. But, yeah, it's, it's like a cute, like, a cute, like, intro to that sort of game, you know. Once yeah, I mean, again, we... the kind of game that's super cute and and the theme is so dark. Yeah, I mean, so we get little, so we get little dinosaurs <laughs> falling in lava. Um, I mean, that, yeah, that's the problem with a lot of dinosaur games, though, right? Like, it just happens. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking about the the whole theme of like kids games that get surprisingly dark like that's a I think that feels like a list that I oh, need to make I, I mean well no, I, mean, I mean yeah <laughs> you know what Steven if, uh, I'll take this offline but if you make that list I got a couple suggestions that you might not have played I am absolutely making this list um, and we can absolutely talking about it I just have to wait until we finish our other massive projects um, before I take on anything else just for fun because you know we, we're not allowed to have fun <laughs> You know how that stuff goes. Darcy. I guess it's actually by Loki Games, which is a yellow. By Loki Games? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's no, Loki. Yellow, uh, spin yeah. Off or whatever. yeah, Loki is their, um, their, their kids' ki- line. Their, like, kids' their line. Kids yeah. Which is something that we noticed in, we noticed it at E3. Not E3. That's just on my brain. At Toy Fair. Um, that just about everybody was either talking about or launching a line of kids' games. I guess now, about the time when we would start seeing their coming out party. Um, Except for Haba, who's doing the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, are they doing a grown-up thing? They're doing a, a line they call Family Game Night. Okay. Which is, which is more like the 8-and-up crowd. As you opposed know? to their normal... As opposed to what everybody thinks of, the big yellow boxes, stuff that's for kids ages, you know, 2, 3, 4. Um, but games like uh, Karuba and Honga, which is their... Yeah, game. Honga. Adventure. And those are games with some decently deep strategy, but they're but they're easy to learn. So they're okay. for that like eight, nine, ten year old range and adults. Is Haruba the one with the the saber tooth cat? Tonga. Tonga. That's Tonga. Man, I get these mixed up. I shouldn't, <laughs> but what are you gonna do? Um. So, uh, Darcy. Yes. What's another I've... game that you played? Okay, so this one is not dark. It's not not harming any children or okay. adventurers yeah. or anything. Uh, <laughs> we spent quite a bit of time with Calliope Games, and 
one of my favorites that we played with them was Everybody Loves a Parade. Yeah. Okay. So you're basically drafting, you know, like flowers or balloons, and you're trying to match them to the colors of what the people want so that when you put your little parade float out there, then you can get your points. So That is super cute. It was is really this part fun. of the Titan series? Yeah. Which uh, designer is which designer is this one? Um, I'd have to look it up. <laughs> I can do it. I have the power of the internet. Everybody loves a parade. Everyone loves a parade. I think. Oh, I'm sorry. Everyone loves a parade. Man, you guys are setting sorry. me astray. <laughs> That's a different game. <laughs> I, yeah. Um. Everyone loves a parade, and it is. Uh, the designer is Mike Mulvihill, who I do not know. Um, I mean. Oh, he's uh, he's the big Shadowrun designer. Oh, <laughs> you know, let's let's stay on brand. Oh, he did Golem Arcana. That's the the thing they um. That's the thing that they kind of included in his little bio when they started the project, and so he's keeping yeah. it super on brand. He wants to stay in the genre. Totally, totally. You know, and then <laughs> like I saw that guy there. Um, man. So do you, do you? Is this the kind of thing where you get to pick like? the the big like parade balloons or is this more like a like a town parade where it's marching little marching bands want, and... I imagine it's <laughs> pretty cool that is pretty cool and Calliope man don't they have such cool stuff yeah um, man they have been one of my favorite companies them in game right like I've really loved those guys mm-hmm. I mean pretty much since my first board game convention um the first appointment I ever had was with Calliope Games, actually. Um, and, yeah, that's it was a long time ago. Just to give you an idea how long ago it was, um, <laughs> my first appointment with them was, uh, what game did they teach me? Um, oh, God. Uh, Suro had, had been out for, like, a year or something like that. <laughs> like, it was... Um, but they taught me... It's the one with the... Um, with the dominoes that go around the board um, that they don't even really talk about anymore. Um, uh, yeah. This doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> um, it's th- That's what I mean. And then, so they showed yeah. me like a... Um, <laughs> and like, UG, the card game. Um, <laughs> like, like, it was... This was <laughs> like some early stuff. And now look at them. I mean, they've got like this yeah. massive lineup of games. Um... <laughs> oh, excuse me. It's and, their um, 10th year anniversary this year. I know. It's so crazy. Yeah. I'm so happy for them. They've done some great work. They really do great work. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know what? The first game that I played with them was Roll For It. Oh, oh yeah. sure, sure. So it was like, it's Toy Fair debut was my first appointment with them. And like Ray Weir sat and taught me how to play it. And I was just like, this thing is amazing. Because obviously Roll For It. I mean, it's a Hall of Famer because it's such a good game. Yeah. Um, but that's how long that's how long I've been doing this crap. Um, <laughs> and by doing this crap, I mean loving every minute of it. But you guys know what I mean. Um, Anitra, no idea. No idea. Well, you guys know. I'm I'm a, I'm a happy-go-lucky guy. Anitra, take us home. One right. more game. All right. I'm gonna give you a choice. I can give you. Uh, well, I'm gonna give you a, a choice, and then like, and then let you know what your choice entails. Uh, your choice is I can give you I can tell you about something that is definitely for adults 
or I can tell you about something that is marketed for kids, but we played it super cutthroat. All right. How about you start with the second one, and then you tell me the other one anyway? Because all right. We can do one for the grown-ups. All we're, right. We're, we're all adults here. So another one of those booths that almost sold out, totally marketed for kids. It's a game called Echidna Shuffle. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we that last year. Like Echidna, like, like, like Knuckles? The, yeah, like the Australian little porcupine yeah. kind of mammal. Yeah, yeah, like Knuckles. Yeah. You know he's an Echidna, right? I, I do. We talked about that a lot when we were playing it because right. somebody kept calling it Enchilada Shuffle. <laughs> yeah. I think our kids called it that last year. <laughs> Enchilada Shuffle. That would make it a very different game. Oh, man, it's so cute. <laughs> It's so cute. It comes with these 12 little echidnas, which are like, they're just like little toy echidnas. They're adorable. Well done, yeah. And everyone has their own set of colored bugs and stumps. And get all three bugs in your color to the three stumps of your color. Okay. By riding them on the back of echidnas. Sure. Okay. Is the forest is super crowded, so you can't just like put the bug on the echidna and then be like, and I'm gonna walk these three spaces, and there I am. Now I'm at my stump. It's no, I, you know, I have, I rolled six for movement, so I'm gonna move the echidna in front of mine, and then I'm gonna move the one in front of him, and then I'm gonna move the one in front of him again, and then I'm gonna kind of shuffle everybody up like one or two spaces and get that little bit closer. And the board has all these uh, looping paths. So if you are playing with a bunch of adults, you can be really terrible to each other and be like, oh, you didn't want to go this way on the loop. You know, while you're shuffling all the kids around, you wanted, you wanted to go left, right? It, your, your stuff's over there on the right. I'm going to send you left. So you yeah. have to loop around again to, mm-hmm. to get there. Yeah, we, we last year we, we played that, and then we ended up being able to get the last copy. So went really yeah. fast last year. It was uh, it won the Origins Award for um, fan favorite family game this year. It looks it, man. I love those. Little... Here's what I want to do. I want to buy this game and then paint all of them red. <laughs> well, they're all different shapes. All, all different. Bugs, all of the bugs. Each color of the bugs is a different shape. It's a different kind of bug. No, I mean I want to paint the echidnas red, so they're oh, like the knuckles. Oh, so they're all like knuckles. Yeah. You you should totally do that. That would be. Is that going too far, Brian? Like, no, no, is that like next level nerdery? That's the best kind of nerdery. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, people okay. like to paint their minis, so why can't you paint your echidnas? Right. Right. <laughs> Thank you for supporting my madness, Darcy. I appreciate that. Okay, so. All right, let's take a moment. And let's just let's get weird. Um, tell me about this grown-up <laughs> game. That never that never goes well when we start with that. <laughs> it's not that weird, uh, but it is probably the only uh, non-kid game that we're going to end up talking about on our show uh, next week, which is Die Hard: The Nakatomi Heist. <laughs> of course, someone. Yeah, of, of course you're going to talk about the Die Hard game. No, it's not a Christmas game. I mean, um, it is. The figures are red and green. It's yeah, oh, I know, movie, I know. So I, yes, it's a Christmas game. It's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> so, well, and they, they said they're they're releasing it for Christmas in July. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course they are. It's a 
Of course we're going to capitalize on the meme. Can I, I, I want to take a second. Hold on. Is, is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone a Christmas movie? No, and it covers the entire year. But, I mean... It has a right. moment. But, no, it covers from, like, September through May. But they heavily feature Christmas. It's like Christmas is among the most important parts of that whole year. Sure. Alright, alright. I still... I still will... This... It takes place in one day. It's Christmas Eve for the entire movie. Yeah, I, I mean, this is a hill I will absolutely die on. Die Hard is definitely not a Christmas movie. However, it is a good movie. I'll, I'll leave it at Is this. it a good board game? I, I, my husband and I watch Die Hard every year while we are wrapping Christmas presents because we don't want the kids to see it yet, but it's become part of our tradition. So. And because you're giant that. dorks. And we're giant dorks. That's fine. I'm not judging. I'm just it's a declare it's a declaration, not a judgment. I I accept that that moniker and make it my own. Yeah, I dress up like an elf on the weekends. I can't call anybody like, <laughs> and like be offensive. So, it's a one versus many game yep. that roughly follows the plot of the movie. One person plays as John McClane, everybody else plays as thieves. Uh both John McClane and the Thieves have a series of objectives. Um, and the game is played out over three acts rather than three rounds. Um, act one is, you know, John McClane is trying to keep the the Thieves from discovering him. He's trying to find a pair of shoes uh, <laughs> and a, a gun and basically get, get out of there. Um, sure. Exit the board. Uh, and the thieves are trying to get hostages and find John McClane and uh, also work on unlocking uh, the seven different locks as as the game progresses. The So John McClane's role is pretty straightforward. You pick a card from your hand, you play it, that's your action or actions. Okay. Forward. But you pick that card... Uh, while the thieves are figuring out what they're going to do, there's some sort of mechanic where they're not really allowed to show their cards to each other, but you end up with um, three or four or five cards um, where each one of the people playing a thief has played one card. Once, once they've all played them, they flip them over, they put them in order numerically, and only... Uh, I was playing with three other guys, so only the card in the middle is the action that actually gets taken. Uh, but the two numbers on either side go towards unlocking the lock, which okay. is a series of like four or eight or 12 numbers. So it's, you know, you have these other goals. You're obviously also running around, and if you get in range, you're shooting each other or punching each other, and you know, because it's an action movie. Because of course you are. Uh, yeah. Um, and that's the core of the game. Uh, we didn't play Act 2 and Act 3, but we got a quick glimpse at them. Um, John McClane's cards, the ones he's played in Act 1, basically join his new deck for Act 2 and give him more powerful abilities sure. in, in the same style of, of actions he's already been choosing. Um, so if he was really good at sneaking, he'll get even better at sneaking, but maybe not so good at shooting people. 
Uh, but okay. And the other super cool thing is the way the board works. So they've got okay. the three acts. Act one, your quadfold board is completely folded up, and you're using one one little quadrant of it. Act two, you then open it like a book and see what's inside. Okay. And it covers two squares. And then act three, you open it up the other way, and you now have this giant thing where, you know, it's the roof of the building, and John McClane's trying to get the hostages down from the roof. And uh, in act three, you're joined, of course, by uh, Hans Gruber. Okay. And John McClane needs to kill Hans Gruber. The thieves and Hans Gruber need to kill John McClane. Sure. That sounds awesome. It it was really great. It is not a game I'd want my kids playing for several more years. <laughs> I mean, <it> yeah. <laughs> Did so um so that was at the the former that was at the OP, right? Formerly USAopoly. Did you get a chance to look at the Kingdom Hearts board? Did they have the Kingdom Hearts it Talisman board? Um, I saw that board. It's a really nice looking board. I also heard the rumors of some kind of Toy Story game, and they didn't have that one out either. Oh, I yeah. saw the box. I, had, yeah. they, I saw the box for the Toy Story one. They didn't have it out to demo because there's spoilers for the last movie. Aww. I guess that makes sense. Did, but you guys reported on it on your Facebook page, right? Was that what I saw? Or was it your Instagram, Darcy? Um, on my stories, I showed on a picture stories. of the box. Yeah, because he did get he let me see the box, but that was it. Oh, that's all I could see. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Listen, I mean, they know how to make a deck builder. I mean, mm-hmm. the Harry Potter, the Harry Potter deck building game is divine. So if I get even kind half of that good of an experience in Toy Story, as long as it doesn't make me cry over and over again, then I'll be fine. <laughs> But it's Toy Story, so you probably will cry. Oh yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> it's, you're talking to me like you know me, Darcy. Because I cry at everything. Anitra and I have been over this before, but I like, I cry at like literally everything. I, I mean, that. me too. Yeah, I, yeah. So my brother and I, he uh, he went to go. He he go. He he often gets to go see films before I do, and so before them. I go, okay, bro, how many cool runnings moments are there in this movie? <laughs> and so oh, he, because you know, you know what I'm talking about at the end where they pick up the, like I'm tearing up just thinking about it, at the end of yes. cool runnings, when they pick up their bobsled on their shoulders and they're walking and everybody's clapping, including the Swiss guy. Um, so like at the end of Endgame, he's like, all right, for real, like there's five, throughout the course of the movie, <laughs> there are five, maybe six full-on cool runnings moments. Yeah. Um, and he was spot on. He just knew me. <laughs> um, he knew when I was going to ugly cry. So, um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, if that's the case, um, never watch Won't You Be My Neighbor, the, the documentary <laughs> about Fred Rogers. Oh, yeah, no, I... I so... I, I deliberately half an hour into that and did not stop until the movie was over. <laughs> I deliberately avoid anything like that. So the, I'm I'm going to see Toy Story because like I'm required, like I have to just based on mm-hmm. my childhood. But like I would normally avoid anything that I know is intentionally to try and make me cry. <laughs> but like Toy Story gets a pass. Everything else, like you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. You know, yeah. it's well, just too good say, to like... not see. <laughs> I don't necessarily avoid it because, I mean, I went to see Endgame twice knowing how much I cried the first time, and then I still cried the second time. 
in I multiple tried places. More the second time. <laughs> um, which is even weirder because you'd think like I would have been prepared, but like nope, because no. some of them no. caught me by surprise the first time, so I didn't get to react. Then this time I was like, oh no, and then it was bad. I also went to go see it with my son. Which was like extra, like the oh, second man. time I went to go see oh, it. Was nice. Oh, right, right in the fields. Yeah. Um, and the the other extra piece, and I this is uh, engaged family movie cast, but whatever. <laughs> um, the other part was like, so he was, we were, it, it was relatively crowded theater, but we were kind of off in the back and we were kind of by ourselves, and he was asking me questions, and I kept like shushing him, and then I was like, no, 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 he's asking about like Peggy Carter. Like, Captain America came out when he was, like, five. So, like, I can't get <laughs> mad at him. And, like, that, like, in oh, the yeah, middle of the would, movie theater, like, and then just all of a sudden just hitting me that, like, I'm mad old. <laughs> that that was rough. That was rough. It was like a punch in the gut. The first time it was cool, it was, you know, superheroes punching dudes. Then it was like a glimpse of my own mortality alongside the end of Endgame. Um, and Vision wasn't in it, and that and th- yeah. that was that was most of my problem. Yeah. Vision is my guy, and he obviously wasn't in the second one. Anyway, I'm just I just had a moment. So um, I want to thank you three for joining me on this wild ride to talk about origins. Um. So, folks listening, I hope you guys appreciated listening to our podcast. As much as we enjoyed recording it, we had a blast here once Anitra got her computer fixed. Yes! Hooray. Before I that... called in my tech support, also known as my husband. Yeah. And he made faces at me while uh, me and Darcy and Brian were trying to work. So, you can... <laughs> That's what we're for, man. You Make can thank him. Work. Yeah, you can thank him for that. Um, Darcy and Brian... Why don't you share with the audience where my audience can find you um, on the internets? You can find us at stayathomegamers.com. And that's, yeah, that's our, our website. We're Stay at Home Gamers on YouTube. We're slightly different on the other socials on Instagram and Twitter. It's SAH Family Gamers. Um, okay. And then stay at home gamers on Facebook. Nice. And I would encourage everybody listening. Um, Darcy and Brian do great work. Their, their videos are at, are entertaining. Um, and you learn a lot. Trust me, I learn a lot. And I'm in the <laughs> industry. So, like, if you're going to be all right. Um, so, I encourage everybody to go through a like at their Facebook page. Um, and trick the algorithm like their page and then go to their page and then just like the last 10 things they posted heart react if you can because mm-hmm. then the algorithm will think that you want to see their stuff which obviously you do because you like their page and then you'll get their notifications they also do a bunch of live videos so click the thing that gets the notifications so you get those look it's like tricking facebook into showing you the stuff that you want it's like that magic. you actually want to see yeah mm-hmm. yeah so anitra where could my audience find you if they haven't already? I mean, if you haven't noticed us on on the Engage Family Gaming community uh, already, no, uh, you can find us at thefamilygamers.com. And we're on all the social medias at Family Gamers AA for Andrew and Nitra. 
Wait, really? Wait, we've been over this, but it always surprises me. The, so, Darcy and, and Brian, the first time they explained to me what their Twitter handle was, that the AA was for Andrew and Anitra, I did not believe them. <laughs> That's really why we picked it. I was legit convinced that it was a lie, that they were trying to tra- trick me. Um, but it turns out that they were telling the truth. Who knew? Who knew? Um, okay, and also you guys have a podcast. We do, the Family Gamers Podcast. Yeah, and I have been on it several times. You have. And uh, someday the folks local here in New England will stop confusing you with my husband. And that'll be a great day. A great day. There's a little bit of brand confusion, mostly because people don't bother to figure out that I'm significantly taller. (laughs) Nobody wants to do that. I don't know what to tell him. I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's fine. It's cool. You're obviously different. Yeah, it's fine. There's a little bit of brand confusion on fine. the East Coast, guys. Um, so, everybody, let me tell you where I am. My name is Steven. I am the host, and I am also the founder of EngageFamilyGaming.com. The best place to find us and the best place to interact with this crew um, outside of their own content is to head on over to EngageFamilyGaming.com slash community and join in the fun. Darcy and Brian, if you haven't joined yet, you should. We're, um, we're there. We are. Oh, you are. All right, good. I don't. The, <laughs> the group is big enough now that I can't easily look at the members, yeah. <laughs> um, which is like hashtag first world problems. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. We our community manager took a little bit of a break from you know starting the discussions and stuff like that because of E three we didn't want to like spam everybody um, but we'll be getting back to that um, and we have some fun ideas and giveaways and all sorts of other stuff uh, coming up otherwise just look for Engage Family Gaming everywhere you know the drill folks um, also keep an eye on our YouTube channel because we have a special project coming up there very soon um, we did some custom animations and stuff. Because we fancy. Also, I stole my video guy. Um, our my video guy made the first Snuggie commercial. That's my that's my claim to fame. Good for you. Um, so um, it, it takes a long time to get him to work because you know free is it, it takes a long time. You know how that goes. So everybody yes. listening, I hope you guys have a wonderful night. I will talk to you next week when it will be video game time again, and it will be. Not quite an E3 wrap-up, but it's going to be a little bit of an E3 wrap-up because Amanda's going to be back, and we're going to talk about a whole lot of junk that happened because she was actually at the show. So, until next time, have a great night, and don't forget to get your family game on. Bye! Bye! Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.